1: Uh, Joining me on this episode is a guest who was recommended to me by none other than Ben Eubanks, Chief Research Officer over at Lighthouse Research and Advisory, best-selling author, fellow podcaster, past HR chat guest, and all-round good egg. If you haven't listened to Ben's show yet, I'd urge you to check out the We're Only Human podcast. So my guest is Ben's friend, Tim Whitley, Director of HR Tech over at Oklahoma State University. Tim says that he's fascinated by the intersection of technology and HR and believes in its transformative power to turn HR from a functional necessity into a strategic powerhouse. Tim recognises the critical role that HR tech professionals play in this domain, working tirelessly behind the scenes to bring tech magic to life, and he's on a mission to support these unsung Heroes in their work, providing them with the tools, resources, and recognition that they deserve. Outside of work, you'll find Tim absorbed in science fiction and fantasy. We've got to talk. I've got this idea about the uh, sci fi of HR podcast. Let's talk about that. Uh, training for a dance competition and planning his dream RV life with his wife and three kids. Hey, Tim, welcome to the show today. Thanks for having me, Bill. I appreciate the time and uh, what I didn't mention there is it's Tim's first time on a podcast everyone so I'm going to go easy on Tim here and give him a give him a nice uh, first experience that's the plan here although you know me sometimes I'll throw in a tricky question here and there Um, let's start with an easy one though Tim please introduce yourself beyond my reintroduction please introduce yourself and tell me about your work over at Oklahoma State University
2: Sure, thank you, Bill. Uh, I love this idea of an HR sci-fi podcast. So we will have to talk about that for sure. Uh, I've been in working in the HR tech field for going on ten years now. It's something I kind of fell into, like a lot of people. Not, you know, I don't think anybody wakes up saying they want to be an HR tech person when they grow up. Um, but since getting into it, I've, I've fallen in love. Like I said in my bio, I I love the intersection of the human part of HR and and how it works with technology, how technology is supported by uh, strategy. And uh, my current role really focused on implementing HR systems within, within a higher, higher education space. I, I've only, I've been in this space for about two years. It's, um, it's very different from working in a corporate environment where I came came from. It's, it's much more purpose-driven, very, there's a level of energy and excitement right now we are getting ready to start the fall semester. So students are going to start coming back. So there's just a a level of of excitement that comes with that. Um, It is still in a lot of ways, very um, bureaucratic. Um, There's lots of red tape, any, any changes or, or um, new systems or or tools have to go through, you know, the seven, seven layers of hell, all the the committees and, and buy-in, but, but I find it to be a really exciting space, and there's a lot of, of cool things going on in, in the tech world there. So,
0: Thanks for tuning in to the HR Chat Podcast. If you're enjoying this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And now, back to the conversation.
1: I am involved with organising a bunch of different events, okay, for HR pros, leaders, talent professionals, and such. Um, I'm getting involved with one in the UK in October, uh, which is uh, a summit all about AI and how it's uh, how it's here, how it's impacting our personal lives and our work lives. Uh, so I, I wanted to start with you by asking you what, what's happened in the last sort of year, eighteen months to put generative AI and Deep language models on, on the on the average Joe's agenda at, at the forefront of all of our minds. It's it's no longer something that uh, the clever dudes in the background, the tech guys like yourself, yeah. have been talking about for years. Now, now it's it's part of the uh, the general narrative. What, why is that? What, what what's changed?
2: Um, yeah, like you said, AI has been around for a while. Um, you know, it's 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 even had some applications within HR um, on the hiring side, but I think. What we're seeing now with tools like ChatGPT, Claude, and Bard is that they're, for the first time, they're truly accessible to the public um, in a way that we haven't seen before. Um, you're seeing it pop up in in creative tools like Adobe Photoshop and Canva, and you know we're seeing you know Microsoft and Google starting to roll out AI features into uh, Word and Excel, their their Sheets functionality, um, and I think with this. You know, we're, we're not seeing not only seeing how it impacts our tools, but we're seeing just how useful it is in, in daily life. You know, people are creating meal plans. They're building grocery lists. They're creating training agendas or trip itineraries. I was just talking to a coworker who's getting ready to go to Paris, and she was telling me how how she's seen people use it to to plan their Paris trip around um, train stops. So I think it's, it's very exciting. Um, but I think with with any technology, uh, you know, there's risks and there's there's a lot of hype um, that we need to be aware of. Uh, but but I do think um, this is, this truly is a technology that's going to change a lot of things um, in HR.
1: And how early stages are we at the moment, Tim? Uh, I was having a conversation with my event co-producer just this morning over a delicious coffee. And he was saying, Bill, the general public have got no idea of the capabilities of of tools that are being born out of things like chat GPT right now. Mm-hmm. Give it five years and uh, it's gonna be so far ahead. We're we're only just skimming the surface. Would you agree with that?
2: Yeah, yeah, and I think so. And I think that's that's where we're too, we're seeing some of the hype. You know, there's there's these different apps um that that have popped up and really they're just built on on chat but you know what you're finding is if there's there's flaws in the underlying model, then that then the app is going to display those same flaws as well. So, uh, but I but I do think you know, like you said, we're we're in the early stages, and I think it's going to get to the point um, to where these tools are going to be robust enough they can maintain the security of the, the organization and um, the privacy and and keep the data where it needs to be, but, but still have the same capabilities to, to bring in data from outside sources in a way that'll be very useful. Um, I've, I've got a lot of, there's a lot of interesting um, use cases I see within HR and specifically within HR tech.
0: Once in a while an event series is born that shakes things up. It makes you think differently and it leaves you inspired. That event is Disrupt HR. The format is 14 speakers, 5 minutes each, and slides rotate every 15 seconds. If you're an HR professional, a CEO, a technologist, or a community leader and you've got something to say about talent, culture or technology, Disrupt is the place. It's coming soon to a city near you. Learn more at DisruptHR.co.
1: Okay, well, let's talk about some of those now, Tim. Uh, what impact do you see the AI revolution having on HR, and specifically the HR tech profession? And if you've got some use cases, uh, some stats, some trends that you want to throw in as part of your answer, please do.
2: Sure. Uh, I think I think for HR as a whole, um, you know what what I see is exciting about AI is is the integration or the melding of technology and the human element. Um, know companies are going are looking a lot of company leadership are looking at these tools as as ways to save time to cut costs unfortunately maybe in ways eliminate jobs but i think it's going to be up to hr to to be leading the charge uh, not only thinking about how these tools will impact the workforce but also how they can be used correctly to create value Um, i think in, in hr tech specifically i see a lot happening around uh, natural language processing um, and and this has been around you know you've seen some tools like uh, IBM's Watson they've integrated that into different things where you can like if you need a report or something you you just type in a natural language what you're trying to pull and, and it can pull it for you but but I think in in HR um, you know thinking about let's let's talk a, think about like Hiring an employee, it's such a cumbersome process right now in most organizations, not only from the system perspective, but just all the different people that you have to get involved. So I, I'm picturing a, a world where, you know, a, a hiring manager types in, I need to ha- open up a, this type of requisition for this position. And, and you've actually got a bot that's walking you through the step. It's asking you all the questions. It's, it's going through the approvals and notifications. It's posting the rec. Once the person is hired, it's making the entries within um, the HRIS system, and and obviously the the key part of that is going to be, uh, you know, the human element of each step along the way, um, checking, validating the data, making sure that it's doing what it's correct, what it's supposed to be doing. I think where I see um, really the value of HR tech people like myself in in this world is. Because we all know for every smooth uh, integration, for every fun looking user interface, there's you know, people giving their blood, sweat and tears on the background to make that happen. And I think that's where HR tech people are going to be an essential, uh, essential key in making those tools work for organizations, doing auditing data and, and making sure they're working correctly.
0: TigerHall is a social learning platform that offers professional learners a personalized and engaging experience. And we're proud to support this episode of the HR Chat Podcast. Think of Tiger Hall as the social media of learning, where you get bite-sized, real-world, actionable insights from leaders and subject matter experts in your organization, industry trailblazers, and top executives from Fortune 500 companies. Dive into Tiger Hall for an innovative experience in microlearning. Scaling tribal knowledge, sales enablement, leadership development, peer-to-peer learning through engaging social cohorts, and more. Visit tigerhall.com to learn more and start your 30-day trial today.
1: Okay, thank you. I want to tease a bit more out of you from your answer there by uh, talking a bit more about strategy and, and ways to plug humans into all these new cool technologies and, and vis-a-vis, of course, um, and I'm going to do that through a pretty cool quote that I found from, by you on a LinkedIn post, a fairly recent LinkedIn post, uh, and you say the following, the most effective HR technology strategy entails one, leveraging automation, the free time for meaningful person to person interactions. I'd agree with that. Two, data and, and analytics to supply insights that complement human judgment. Seems fair to me. And three, blending technological innovation with employee centric design. By capitalizing on these interactions, we can empower people to thrive in a workplace that maximizes value and humani- humanity. You are a wordsmith, sir. Well done. Uh, so t- t- tell me more about uh, this idea of plugging humans into the tech and vice versa. What, what does that look like? What's happening right now? What What can we expect to be happening over the next 12 months in terms of integrating technology into the processes, having folks who are more tech savvy at being able to, uh, to fully manipulate the clever new AI fuel technologies that are at our disposal?
2: I was reading um, a po- uh, blog article by Dr. Ethan Mollick. He's a professor at the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania, and he was talking about how uh, the the best AI or automation tools are going to be boring. Um, and it's it's funny to think about, but but we think about the tasks that um, that we will benefit the most from automation, and it's it, it's those those boring tasks like managing our calendars or. Uh, sending, um, communications out or, um, you know, like, like I talked about, like getting, getting approvals, filling out workplace injury forms. I mean, there's so many day-to-day tasks. I think about the the average HR person that they're having to do that aren't really value added, you know, an HR business partner, for instance, is, their, their time is best spent meeting with leaders, helping them come up with a workforce strategy, helping them deal with employee relations issues. They shouldn't be spending all their time filling out paperwork or submitting forms um, or all the kind of administrative tasks that go along with HR. And so I think that that's that's kind of what, what I was trying to capture is. Um, when we can take those tasks off of people's plates. Um, Freeze up their time and freeze up their mental energy uh, to do the things that that they are really good at and and that they're being paid for. Um, and you know, with HR tech folks, there's going to be a lot of um, a lot of impetus on them to to figure out where those tools should be used. What's the best uses of those tools? We're seeing a lot. Uh, you know, we've seen HR AI a lot now in the recruitment process as far as as far as selecting candidates, um, ranking candidates, and, and I think that's that for me is a scary use case, and, and I think it's it it kind of looks sexy, and that's why the vendors uh, sell it so hard. Is you know this can help you streamline your candidate processing or your hiring, but but I think that's a that's a use case where you're really taking the human element out of it, um, and where you should be keeping the human element in. I mean, I, you just, there's just so much that you can't see in in reading somebody's resume or a video of their interview. I think if we can have our um, recruiters or HR people focusing on um, the human pieces of that recruitment part, we can automate the the repetitive tasks um, that, that aren't value added in, in that process.
1: What advising newcomers to the HR tech space, Tim, what key skills and competencies would you suggest that they focus on developing?
2: For people coming into the space, it can be very overwhelming. Um, there's especially now there's so many tools out there. A lot of people that end up in HR tech um, don't either don't have a background in HR, they don't have a background in IT. Uh, so there's there's just a lot, but but what I suggest is really focusing on the foundational skills, and, and those are things that I consider like project management, business process improvement, communication, written and verbal, and just problem solving. I I got my uh, project management certification about three years into my uh, my HR tech career, and, and it's been invaluable for me. Just understanding that mindset of how do you get the right people involved, how do you create a plan, how do you uh, understand dependencies and and costs and budgets and in a project i think our our work is has been project-based for a while but it's going to continue to get more project-based as we roll out new tools new initiatives to support these tools Um, i think those things are are the keys to success for for hr people and they're going to allow them to adapt to really any tool that comes along you know, a good HR tech person isn't a workday expert or a success factors expert or a cornerstone expert. They're really a systems expert. They know the underlying structure. They know how systems work and they are, they are able to uh, adapt to, to any system and, and make it work for the, the organization. Uh, I'm actually working on a, uh, a guide um, that I'm putting together for, for new HR tech folks that I'm going to be publishing out on my blog and, and I can um, link, link that somewhere as well.
1: Okay. It's his first time on a podcast listeners, but he's not ashamed of a plug. I like him. I like him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <have> Big shout out to you, Ben. Uh, Okay, two more questions for you before we do wrap up for today, Tim. In your opinion, and I'm going to challenge you because it's such a big question, but I feel like you've touched upon it in multiple answers before, Uh, but it does seem like a good penultimate question to ask you nonetheless. So in 60 seconds or less, in your opinion, what are the biggest challenges and opportunities facing the HR tech sector over the next five years? Go. I think the
2: biggest challenge is going to be pulling the wheat from the chaff. So with all these tools, there's gonna to be some that are just total total rubbish. There's gonna be some that uh, are dangerous. Uh, so I think, uh, I wrote in a, a recent post about shiny new tool syndrome. I think a lot of organizations and leaders are, are suffering from that right now because they're seeing what, what these tools are being promised to do as far as saving time and money. And um, it's gonna be up to us to determine uh, if those things are doing it correctly and, and compliantly. And I think on the opportunity side, uh, just the, the innovation the, um, like I talked about the opportunity to, to cut out uh, menial tasks um, to eliminate a lot of that drudgery work, uh, I think is going to really enhance our productivity. I think that was 60 seconds.
1: Oh, it, was more like, it was more like 80, but it's okay. It's I'll, let, I'll, let you off. I'll let you off, Tim. Uh, and just finally for today, how can folks connect with you? Is that LinkedIn? Is that email? Are you all over the TikToks, Instagrams, and all the other cool socials? Tell us more.
2: Um, so mostly LinkedIn, and then I have a blog, uh, www.hrtechwizard.com. Uh, I'm going to be posting on there. That's where I'll put my guide for new HRAS professionals. So, so either of those places will be great great ways to link up with me.
1: Excellent. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Tim Whitley, you superstar. Well done with your first podcast interview. It was a success. Thank you very much for being my guest.
2: Thank you, Bill. I appreciate the opportunity so much. It was was great.
1: And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working.
0: Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette. And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.